Welcome to another program of The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on ctkradio.org. And today, for a change, I'm not going to talk about politics and all that stuff. Uh, it's already getting boring. You know, they, they will continue lying, continue analyze it. Why waste our time? Basically. My point when I speak about that type of stuff is just to open people's eyes and mind and not to fall into the whole, uh, you know, uh, partisan agenda or keep, keep your mind open. So what I want to talk today and probably is going to be through the all, all through all of the segments that we have, uh, it's something that might look contra- contradicting. So I'm going to start with the first one. And the first topic I want to uh, discuss with you is, let's see, how many people are familiar, I'm sure you're all familiar with uh, the website Alibaba and uh, Walmart, all those big, big, uh, even Amazon in a way. What did they do? Back in the days, you had people in China doing business with local uh, merchants who will find distributor, let's say, in America. And if you want to buy here, a company should go to that distributor and buy from them. So you have like the, the basically the middleman, right? The, the guy in the middle who make a living out of basically doing nothing, just connecting a, a, a manufacturer and a client. So, what did Alibaba, Amazon, Walmart, all those giants uh, did? They cut the middleman. Why would I pay somebody to go when I can uh, communicate communicate directly to the to the factory in China, right? So the middleman goes. And people like that. And you see that in insurance, no, no agents, no this, no that. The more you, the, the less people in the chain, the better service you're going to get. And I'm going to share something that might sound, you know, crazy with you. Uh, is that I think we should do the same in spirituality. We need to cut the middleman. Now, who is the middleman? That's the, that's the next question. <laughs> Right? The middleman is all those, and this has nothing to do or doesn't really matter what religion you're following, is the person or the, the authority that supposedly um, are standing between you and your creator. They are mediators. Right? I would say for the Jewish people like myself, it will be the rabbis. For the Christians, it will be the pope, if it's Catholic or whoever, leader of the church, uh, archive. Archbishop, pastors, etc., uh, imams for Muslims, those who are saying, let me tell you what got me. Like you're an ignorant fool who doesn't know how to read. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. We need somebody to explain because our biggest enemy is our ego. If, if a person comes, oh, I know, I can do it myself, let me see how I interpret uh, that verse or whatever. So there is a, meth- a method, methodology, how to uh, how to learn, how to uh, communicate, 
and and how to build a, a very good relationship with the with the Creator, with the Almighty. So, I, like I said at the beginning, it sounds going to be it's going to maybe sound like it's, I'm contradicting myself. So here's how you differentiate. First of all, you need to see who is this middleman. Does he have agenda? Does he uh, make a living out of it? Is this his only talent to tell people what to do? Some people have that talent. You put them in a, in a regular job, they're going to get fired over and over and over. The only thing they know what to do is how to tell people what to do. And of course, in our days, back then, yes, we had rabbis, scholars who perform miracles, who uh, were, you know, spiritual. You see that they're spiritual. I, it's very rare, I would say, in our generation. There are tons of charlatans um, all over the place. I mean, I remember when I used to live in, in, in L.A., in Los Angeles, I was amazed how they were able to to uh, um, market, do some marketing to spirituality, and which is you know you're just materializing spirituality. Yo, I I bought this spiritual organic bamboo yoga mat, okay, with a credit card that says Om on it or Namaste, because I'm very spiritual. Right? I'm just showing off that I can afford that, basically. So, this is not spiritual. This is a, a fake spirituality. And when you see the leaders, let's say, guru, rabbis, whatever, you know, living in a mansion, uh, every year or two years they have the best new model, car, fancy. This has nothing to do with spirituality. And yes, we, we, we say we want to to uh, respect the leaders, right? Those who are mediators between us and God. That's what, what we think. That's why we give money and donate and all that. But if, if, if that person is really spiritual, he should refuse all of that. But hey, I remember there was a movie with Mel Brooks. I used to say, it's good to be the king. Maybe you're familiar with that movie. I don't remember his name. It's good to be that, no, you you get paid very nice salary, not 15 bucks an hour for sure. Um, everything has been taken care of. All you need to do is tell them what God wants. Now, I can guarantee that God, the creator, will not come and will uh, say, I, I never said that to that guy, right? Why? A, we don't have prophecy anymore. If somebody today said he's a prophet, please guide him to the closest mental institution next to your house. So we don't have uh, prophecy. We have spiritual people, we have people who are connected, but we also have a lot of crazy people who can communicate with demons, aliens, souls, spirits, whatever. Okay? And you pay them to do that, by the way. They don't do it for free. If you look at the prophet in the Bible, I wasn't a great uh, position to be, let's put it this way. The king hated you, the ministers hated you, the rich people hated you. You get nothing to be of being a, a prophet, right? There is no prophet in being a prophet. 
But now in our generation, and I think since Christianity started with the whole thing, uh, and I'm going to explain about that, it's changed. We are nurturing our so-called spiritual people. And I say, you know, cut the middleman. You want to speak to your creator? You want to know what it means? Well, as a Jew, I have the, you know, the operating manual for a Jew, which is the, the Bible, the Torah, okay? And the prophets, all the way to the Chronicles. Like I said, for me, the Bible is only the old, what you guys are calling the Old uh, Testament. So, that's my manual. And it should be, you know, humanity's manual as well. But in order to, to do that, we have to cut the middleman. We have to cut all those who are speaking in the name of God, but doing the opposite. Right? God told me, and you can put God, you know, in any, any language you want, that we should kill the infidels. We should, uh, I don't know, molest small, small children or whatever. Crazy stuff. You see, the, I believe that this is going against the human spirit. We were not designed to do that. Everybody, since Genesis, was supposed to be able to uh, communicate with the Creator. Now, it's depends, it's, it basically depends on, on what you're doing. If you are focusing on, uh, on uh, materialism, you know, gaining money, uh, getting rich, on other people's expense, look, if you look at Genesis, that what happened to the generation of the, of the flood. They were evil. Right? If you look later on, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah, evil. I'm sure they had judges, but they had the bad judges, they had bad leaders. So, oh, well, God had told me that from now on we should not uh, let uh, a guest into our, into our city. Right? We should encourage them to, uh, I don't know, go somewhere else. And if you think about it, this is horrible. So, for a Jew and a non-Jew, if you cut the middleman, you're creating an open channel with your creator. Now, it can only happen if you're honest, if you have, you know, decency and good values and you understand what you're doing. If you use that to be spiritually, you know, fake and uh, just pretend to be, oh, well... Uh, let's, it's all about kindness and love and in the name of kindness and love and all this, you are doing horrible things. You're taking advantage of other people for your own gain. So be aware. Okay. And I'm gonna, we're gonna continue after, uh, the next break to talk about that. So you're listening to, me, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, your host here on the Jewish View on ctkradio.org.
And we're back to another segment of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on ctkradio.org. So we're talking about cutting the middleman in the spiritual world. And again, um, I don't really care what's your belief system, religion, or whatever. My goal is to open your mind and try to guide... I'm trying to guide myself, actually, and I will be happy if you join me to the core, to create this relationship, communication, open channel. Now, this open channel is not for, like I said before, of gaining uh, uh, materialistic stuff. And I remember stories back in the days, till the last generation I met a few uh, leaders in the Jewish world, that they were poor, highly spiritual, People are like standing online to meet them and get blessed and all that. But, and they, and they donate and all that. But the money never stayed in the house. They're always, you know, giving to that family who just lost her father or the, the, so the widow can live. Um, give it to the orphans, give it to charity, do this, do that. Unfortunately, it seems like the, those people are no longer no longer with us. Maybe a few. Now it's all about image. It's about how I present myself to the world. To know how great rabbi, imam, priest, pastor, reverend, whatever I am, and I'm going to speak with, in passion in front of you know all this big audience. And I must, of course, practice at home in front of the mirror, so I'll be good at it. Cannot be uh, spontaneous, right? And they will pay and donate so I can, you know, uh, help my kids get married and send them to college and uh, drive a nice car and live in a big house. Living life. There's no spiritual there. On the other side, on the other hand, you think about it. We need those who follow the original line of thinking, the mindset, the Jewish mindset, the Bible mindset, if you want, which the Jewish uh, mindset is uh, based on. So, if we cut the middleman, let's think about the mistake while we had the middleman from the beginning. In the beginning, Genesis, again, the foundation of uh, understanding the human soul, the, the, the human spirit. We have Adam, Adam, speaking to God. We have Cain and Hevel, Cain and Hevel, speaking to God. Well, Hevel didn't, didn't really have the chance before his brother killed him, but God speak to Cain. And Cain was a sinner. He just murdered, murdered his brother. Still, it was an open communication. Later on, what happened is that people, according to the Jewish tradition, people start giving significancy to uh, mediators. Okay? Oh, the sun is so powerful, and God created the sun. So we should appreciate what God created, and we should build a temple for, for in honor of the sun that God created. Then the stars, the constellation of the stars, you know, all the 
astrology and all that stuff that was developed. So with time, people forgot forgot who is the, behind everything. Because they used to go to that temple or whatever you want to call it and worship the, the sun. I remember I, when I traveled in South America, the Inca. You see places in, in Cusco, Peru, uh, temple for the sun where everything is calculated, where the sun is coming. Also with the Aztecs and the Maya. A lot of uh, giving significance to, to, uh, to a star, basically. I don't know if it's the right definition from an astro- astronomic point of view, but to a gas star, a lot of helium and uh, hydrogen or whatever there. It's not my thing, as you can tell. Um, and give it honor, dance to it, make a whole ceremony. And forget that, hey, somebody created that star. That someone is the one that created everything. Okay? And continue that line of thinking we had uh, I mean, we, humanity had many many gods right you had uh, Neptune the lord of the sea Zeus and uh, everybody had got a job basically we're not uh, unemployed you find them you, you want to you want to worship something to make a whole thing out of it you decide that it's going to be a some some kind of god and we have that today in our days as well maybe not because we're very disconnected from nature. But it's mostly, you know, dollar, gold, uh, honor, prestige. That's the, the, the idol worshipping of today. And of course, taking and twisting what the Creator said in the manual, in the Bible, to our own benefit. So... After a while, that line of thinking really, really uh, synced, and we can see that some people took, um, let's see, they took a Jew, and they made him the middleman, and they forgot that he was just a Jew. Yeah, he was a student, he was a scholar, he learned, but like him, we had many. And if you don't understand who I'm talking to, I'm talking about uh, Yeshua, also known to everybody as Jesus. And in order to justify that, said, well, he is God in flesh, and all that, uh, you know, theological uh, gymnastics. So, what, what we did here, and yes, Jesus is the, is the Son of God. And so do I. And you know what? So do you. Maybe not the firstborn, because in Exodus, when the Almighty told Moses, Go tell Pharaoh, Israel is my firstborn. Doesn't mean that you, all the other nations, are, are not, you know, are not uh, uh, the sons of God. All of us are. He created all of us in His image. But we have to keep that image. And we have to uh, practice. And we have to work on, our, on ourselves. And the biggest gift that we got, some would say gift, some would say, you know, a burden, is the power to choose. We choose what we want to do. We want to be good, we want to be evil. We want to do kindness or we want to steal. Are we focusing on making the world a better place or are we focusing on to make myself better on, even through hard work or on other people's expense? It doesn't matter. 
of course, I would choose the first one uh, through hard work. So, this whole concept of the middleman is extremely important, I believe, to, you know, cut it out. You want to speak to God? doesn't matter what your religion is. As long as you're focusing on what God, what the Creator said. I told you I don't like the word God. Creator, Almighty, I'm good with that. So see, what, what, what did he say? He said, do so and so. Try to do your best to do so and so. Whatever deeds, whatever command, whatever uh, uh, wish that you understand what the Almighty wants. And if you don't understand, it's okay not to understand because you are not God. Okay? So you're, we are, as humans, and this is another point, always, always stay away from those who knows everything. Spiritual or no spiritual, if they can explain you everything, the creator did this because so and so, uh, through, you know, whatever, you want to prove that, uh, the Genesis is right based on, uh, on the la- latest scientific findings, whatever. I wouldn't go with it because we're always learning. Then when we learn, we understand, we, we understand that we are not understanding. So yeah, accept that I'm not understanding. And if you ask me something and I don't know, I will say, you know what? I really don't know. I need to do some research. I need to think about it. I need to maybe go over uh, the books that I already, for, already finished a long time ago and don't remember what they said. Maybe they give me an answer. But those who have answer for everything... I don't know what to tell you. I'm not, I'm not thrilled about it. Because if they know everything, then they are gods. Okay? So, let's, let's keep it, you know, clear. Keep the channel clear. You want to speak to God? Go out, look at the sky. And God, you can, you can, you know, say just God or creator or whatever. There is no middleman, there is no star, there is no man, there is no son of God or any of that type of stuff. It was easy to sell back then, but let's let's move forward. Now let's develop our understanding of spiritual communication with the Creator and speak. And say, you know, God, I really need... Uh, first, I want to thank you. We start always we start with uh, thanks. Thank you, God, Creator, Almighty, for... My health, my kids, my family, my job, all this. Thank you also for all the things that I'm not happy with, but I know that they are the best for me because you, you made it for me. So there is a lesson I need to go through. And once I, once I am able to understand that lesson, I know that you will take care of that issue. Okay? So thanking is the, is the key point. Now, the Talmud says that when a thief, a robber, is asking God, asking the Creator, to succeed in his next hit, right? He asks, you know, please, God, are we going to do a big hit on, uh, I don't know, Chase Bank. <laughs> uh, please give us all the help we need, make the police come late, and all this. I'm going to give you the Talmudic answer after our next break, um, remember you're listening to Rabbi Hanana Cohen here on ctkradio.org.
And we are back to another segment on, of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on ctkradio.org. So, what happened when a robber is asking the Creator, Lord, you created everything. I'm planning to do a hit on Chase Bank, Wells Fargo, whatever. It's me and my, fellow, and my guys, right? We Please help us that the police will will come late, that the, the alarm will not work, uh, that the clerk will be, you know, kind enough to do it quickly. According to the Talmud, the Creator, the Almighty, will say yes. Why? I know it's not, why, oh, it's not evil, right? It's bad. Here's the, here's the deep thinking behind it. As long as you're establishing a, a channel, a communication channel with the Creator, He will hear you if you're doing it from your heart. Now, God cannot tell you what to choose. You want to be a robber? You want to steal? And you're praying for this? I'm going to help you. But you're going to pay for it later. Okay? Because you choose wrong. I will not interfere in your choices. Because you are responsible we already talked many times about, uh, you know, self-victimization. I did that because, I don't know, my nanny dropped me when I, when I was three months old or something like that. Right? People have conscience. People have brain. Many don't use it, unfortunately, but or they use it for bad stuff. They will pay for it. But as long as they're establishing uh, a communication channel, again, without the middleman. Okay? then the Almighty will hear what you have to say. Because you do it from, if you want to say, from your heart, from who you really are, even if it's a bad choice. But if you're smart, and uh, I believe all our listeners are, then pray, communicate, ask for good stuff. Right? That will be the more more uh, logical thing to do. Ask for whatever health, but why do you want to be healthy? Oh, I want to be healthy because I want to party more. I want to go every night, and you know, I used to drink uh, five shots. Now I can only do three. Please, God, help me to go back to my old days when I was young, handsome, uh, driving a convertible, and enjoying life. And having five shots a night. What a waste of time. What a waste, waste of communication. Oh, I want to get that girl and that girl and that beauty and that model. and All basically, if you want, a, a DNA genetic form that we think it's nice or beautiful or whatever. If you want to spend your life like this, ask for it. There is no spiritual there, I can guarantee you that. Also, another thing to avoid is asking spirituality in order to be better than others. So everybody will know how spiritual I am, right? How I am, you know, um, so holy. Right? I speak very slow. I always drink my uh, herbal tea. And I uh, count to ten before I open my mouth. And I pretend to meditate. 
all the type of stuff, right? I go with uh, with this uh, face like I'm always thinking and connected to to a higher world and communicating with spirits and souls of previous scholars. Oh, and by the way, because if you wanted to, to help you, you will have to pay so-and-so. Because it's not cheap to communicate with all the spirits. Okay? And, and be so spiritual. One of the problems we have, the spiritual people are taking themselves too seriously. And that's not spiritual. I, I can tell you from experience that I met very spiritual people who were so uh, relaxed and funny and, you know, loosened up, basically. They are like, yeah, I know what I am. I know what I need to do. I'm not going to make you feel I'm better than you because you have your mission. I have my mission. Going back to what we talked many times, my mission is, as a Jew is as a Jew is to follow what uh, the Bible said and you know bring enlighten uh, the nation and all that and guide. And other people have a different mission, not better than anyone else. Though many of us would like to be, right? But we need to measure ourselves only comparing us comparing ourselves only to ourselves. Meaning, I'm not in competition with Joni or Mr. Smith or whomever. I'm in competition with myself. Can I do better? Can I do more good? Can I help more people? Not so that, that after I die, they will have, you know, uh, an article on whatever, on whatever website. Oh, the guy who helped so many people has just passed away. He was such a great guy. And... Uh, or putting a plaque and donate a building or whatever. No. You do it not in, in, in order not to be famous. Okay? It's not easy. But that's spiritual for you. Okay? Think about it. And again, cut the middleman. That's the, that's the, the motto of, of today, today's program. You don't need a mediator. Go to your corner in your house, or outside in your garden, in your patio. Look at the creation, heaven, earth. It says, and say, the creator, you created all this. Thank you so much. Please help me to do, to be the best I can be. So I'm happy because I'm going to make you happy. Because you created me here to do something. No middleman. No need to donate anything. Even though it's nice, yeah, go. You make, you know, if you donate a class where people are learning or... Yeah, that's great. You bring more knowledge. I'm not, I'm not anti-donation, don't get me wrong. Okay? I'm a Jew after all. And if you don't want to donate to me, let me know. Um, but my point is... I was just kidding. My point is... It doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a non-Jew. You can communicate with your Creator. And you know what? He will hear you. As long as you're honest. As long as you believe that He, that he, that he is hearing you. If you're just going to go and mumble some psalms or some verses or... Forget about it. Okay? Then you will say, Oh, I prayed and the Lord didn't answer my prayers. And you go into a whole different uh, weird 
line of thinking, oh, he hates me, I did this, I did that, because so-and-so. Don't, don't go there. It's not worth it. Meditate. Think. Open the channel. The channel is waiting for us to, to try to connect. Okay? And once you're connecting, you will get the answers you're looking for. And as I said, it, it's, it can be for bad, negative things. It absolutely can be for good things. But it's your choice. And I always say, choose wise. If you remember, in, the, in Deuteronomy, where, <clears throat> where um, the Almighty says, Look, I'm going to let you choose good and life, bad and death. You should choose life. Okay? God is recomm- recommending us what to choose. He cannot force us. It all depends on us. We are here to, to choose wisely. And many of us, you know, get confused with all the things that this world has to offer. Money, uh, prestige, having fun, you know, drugs, partying, all that type of stuff. Choose wisely. Don't need the middleman. The, 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 if you find somebody that you should find a teacher, somebody that is not looking to get rich and famous, somebody doesn't doesn't look for to having his own uh, TV channel and uh, speak to so and so and have crazy speaking fees because it's so important. Uh, there's only one thing is important, and that's the Almighty. If you find somebody like this, learn from him. Ask for guidance. And if you see him, you know, failing in something or doing something inappropriate and you tell him, why are you doing this? You know that he's spiritual once he said, you know, I made a mistake and doesn't try to justify it. Because that would be the worst. So that's one of the main ideas I I wanted to share with you. And in in the next segment, what we're going to do I'm going to speak about this uh, weekly portion that uh, we Jewish people are reading every Saturday, and you will see that that can be can be um, looked like contradicting what we just talked about. So let's take another break. You're listening to Rabbi Hanania Cohen with the Jewish V on CTKRadio.org. back to uh, the last segment of, the, of today's program on the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on ctkradio.org. So this week, this Shabbat, this Saturday, we are going to read the story of Koch. Remember that guy? I don't know how to say his name in English. Koch was from the family of the Levites. 
and he challenged Moshe, Moses' uh, leadership. He was pretty much the Bernie Sanders of those days. And I know that uh, by comparing the two, I, um, I, I give Bernie Sanders a lot of credit. He doesn't deserve that. Uh, what do I mean by that? The argument, one of the arguments that Korach had is, if you don't know the story we're talking about, when they challenged Mo, uh, Moshe, Moses, and then the earth opened its mouth and swallowed. Uh, so that guy, that leader name was Korach in, in, in Hebrew. What was his argument? Well, his argument was, we don't need you as a leader. as the, We don't need the, the middleman. We can speak to God directly. Uh, because we are all holy and wise, and we all saw the miracles, and we are all equal, right? And we can give everybody free education and free healthcare and all that stuff. Well, sometimes you need to know where to, where to go two steps back. If you look at all the, all the Torah, when we talked about Moshe, first of all, Moshe is not worshipped by the Jewish people. And he was our biggest, most amazing prophet ever. And the Torah, the Bible specifically said that. That there was no other prophet like Moshe, like Moses. And if you go to Jewish synagogue, you will not see, you know, pictures, images of Moshe. He's out of the picture because he is just the leader, the messenger. But we all follow the Almighty. Okay, so no pictures, no statues, no any other type of stuff. And yet, if you look at it deeply, you see that Moshe didn't want the position. Remember, before uh, before he was the leader, the anointed leader, he said, "I don't want that job." Hey, he's. Aharon, Aaron, my brother, let him do that. What do you want from me? Right? And we, and people think that, oh, well, he was stuttering. Moshe was stuttering. And that way he didn't want to go and stand in front of Pharaoh. No, he wasn't stuttering. He, we can say he didn't really know how to uh, talk in front, you know, in, in high-class English, if you want. He wasn't, he was just straightforward. Let my people go. I know, uh, wishy wishy, uh, word, uh, high literature, fancy, uh, fancy stuff. And he didn't want to be in that position. So when come, somebody comes and challenge your, your position, says, Hey, I don't mind. You want a job? Take the job. I'm here only because the creator pretty much forced me to do that. Okay. But so you see the, the, the line here wasn't, of Korach, wasn't that we don't need the middleman, everybody should be holy and, and communicate with, us, with God. The line was, we're all like you, we need to take your job. And we should be the leaders. Okay, so this is all about, again, honor, prestige, money, the usual stuff that people go to work to, because, right? So when I say, cut the middleman... Make sure you don't cut you don't cut the right middleman. We only the teacher. We don't know all of it, but our teacher need to be somebody that is humble, not fake, 
and he doesn't need that position. If, as a rabbi, if you if you said, you know, a rabbi, you're fired, okay? Trampol Kosa, you're fired. You're no longer the rabbi of this congregation. And you're thinking, oh my God, what I'm going to do now? Uh, my family is going to starve. This is not the right rabbi for you. Or any other, you know, pastor, reverend, whatever. If he goes, oh, thank God I'm done with it. Now I can actually sit and learn and develop my... Uh, I don't need to deal with all those people. Okay? He doesn't want to be in that position. He doesn't need that position. He doesn't need that so-called honor or... or yeah, you want to take it. I don't, it's meaningless to me. I have a job. I am a jeweler. I am a merchant. I am a, a shoemaker. Many of the Jewish scholars in the Talmud, well, many, all of them had a profession. Some used to make money uh, by collecting woods to and sell them so people can, you know, burn them and heat up their ovens, etc. Shoemakers, uh, orchards, farmers, and yet, they still found the time to sit and learn and to become spiritual. And they didn't think, oh, well, if people will see me uh, working, right, building, putting a drywall or whatever, they will disrespect my position. Or they're going to, even worse than that, they're going to disrespect me. Well, if it's all about you, you are the wrong teacher. You are the wrong rabbi, priest, imam, whatever. Because it's all about the Creator. And it's all about your communication, your relationship with Him. So any, everybody, anybody that is not on that line of thinking, it's all about them. They want to be called the great rabbi, the chief rabbi, um, stuff like that. You get my point. Find yourself another teacher. Find yourself a teacher that that, that doesn't have time for you. Because he's busy. He's working. And if you stick stick to him for long enough, you will, he will actually accept you as a student. And uh, I'm going to share with you a quick story that happened with my, with my rabbi. So I asked my rabbi. He passed away. He was a great scholar. And I really loved, loved him because the more that more than teaching me you know, Torah and the knowledge of the Jewish people, he taught me how to think, which is the basic of everything. If you know how to think, then you can read the book, right? You can give, I don't know, somebody from the Navajo read the Bible. He can become a rabbi. But he's, he has the knowledge, but he's not going to be a rabbi. He's going to be a Navajo. Um, so I asked him, you know, I want to learn that book. That's so-and-so very important book in the Jewish philosophy. He looks at me and he says, no, I'm not going to teach you. You're not ready. Now, I grew up, you know, in all the, the educational system of the ultra-Orthodox, and I'm familiar with many books and all that, and I did my rabbinical studies and all. So, if I was normal, which I'm not, <laughs> uh, I would say, what do you mean you don't want to teach me? I'm willing to pay you. Or you think I don't know? Right? You think I, I I will not get it? Or do you think I'm stupid? That will be, you know, a decent, normal line of thinking. And instead, what I did, he says, okay, okay, thank you. I'm going to keep bugging you. After three weeks, I get a phone call. Come, we're start, starting learning together. 
what happened. Because you see, it was like it was like he was testing me. Because some people says, you know, if if you go to your priest and he says, I want you to teach me so and so, whatever, I want to do something I want to do. And he says no, and you go, what? After all the donation I gave to this uh, temple, church, whatever, uh, you're not gonna you treat me like this. I'm leaving. I'm gonna go across the street to your competitors, and I'm gonna join their congregation, and they're gonna teach me. Okay, you just lost a teacher. He must. He might lost a student, but it's not a successful student. The student wasn't ready. But if you understand that you don't know, and you understand that everything is for the best. And when I looked, I used to look at my teacher, and just to look at him, you know, doing regular stuff. The way he prayed, the way he walked, the way he conducted himself with other people. That's the biggest lesson. If you look at ancient cultures, uh, Buddhism, uh, Confucianism, you always had, you always had uh, the master surrounding by few students. Yeah, he was honored by all the other villagers and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but the student, the, the students, the one of the students that was the closest one, always with the, with the master, he became the, the, the next master. So, talking about masters, I'm going to end up with a quick story. It's a Zen story, which I really, really like, because I told you, we are, I am, and we should all do that, learn from everybody. So, there was a, a famine, and the Zen master went to the rich people in the village and asked him to donate and give the monks, you know, wheat and help. And... And uh, the the rich, people, uh, rich person says, sure, why not? But I have a question for you. He says, who is more important? The master, so wise, or me, the rich person who now helping you guys? And the master goes, of course, the master. So, so if that's true, well, why? how come you're coming to me and I'm not coming to you? So because I know what I'm missing and you don't know what you're missing. I know I'm missing food. You don't know you're missing wisdom. And that's why I'm more important than you. So keep that in mind. Know what you're missing. Missing a teacher, missing uh, a leader. We're all missing a leader. We need the Mashiach, Messiah to come and help us fix the world and, and guide us. And always choose wisely. And always have your... your uh, Communication channel open. It's hard. It's not easy. And if the if there is a middleman in the in, in the middle, just you know, get him away. Unless he's the he's the good one. He's the one who doesn't want to be there. And with that, my friends, we're gonna end up our program for today. You're listening to the Jewish View with me, your host Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on CityCareRadio.org.
produced by CTK Media Services.